Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. You are listening to Veggie Doctor Radio, and this is episode one. Welcome to my podcast. I am your host, Dr. Yami Kazorla Lancaster, board-certified pediatrician, certified Food for Life cooking and nutrition instructor, certified health and wellness coach, and passionate promoter of the power of diet and lifestyle in preventing and reversing chronic disease and bringing joy and longevity into our lives. This podcast is focused on plant-based nutrition, habit formation, behavior change, and motivation so that you can have the tools to live the best life possible. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and I hope that you keep coming back as a regular listener. Today, I will tell you about my journey so far, why I started this podcast, and where I hope it goes from here. So let's get started. So a little bit about myself. Like I said, I am a pediatrician, and I've been practicing for almost nine years now. I am married to a wonderful internal medicine hospitalist, and I also have two amazing boys, and we all eat a plant-based diet and live a vegan lifestyle. My journey started when I was about four years old, which is when I first declared that I wanted to be a doctor. And since that age, I became laser beam focused on my goal of becoming a physician, I was inspired by my aunt, Nilsa Martinez, who was a primary care general practitioner in Panama. And as a child, I would spend all of my summer vacations in Panama with my grandparents because it was a lot easier for my mom for childcare purposes. And plus, I got exposed to my culture and was able to continue to learn Spanish, And my aunt for a while and her family lived in my grandmother's house. So I got to see her and what she did. And she was just such a patient and caring and compassionate woman. And one of the things that always struck me was that there's a lot of poor people where my grandmother lives. It's a small village in Panama, rural area in Panama. And there's a lot of people that didn't have much money, but they they knew about my aunt. They called her La Doctora. And they would come in the evenings to my grandmother's house and knock on the door and ask for la doctora because they just had a question. And sometimes my aunt would try to hide, but then she would feel bad. So she would come out and she would sit with the patient and listen to them and sometimes write a prescription, sometimes not. And that would happen at my grandmother's uh, dining room table. And I just remember how... She really loved those patients and took care of them. And I remember her telling me that a lot of the times the patients didn't really need medicine. They just needed somebody to listen to them. And often that made them feel better because a lot of the times it was just aches and pain, shoulder pain, back pain, a lot of older patients. And um, I just really fell in love with that. And I wanted to be just like her. Unfortunately, my 
aunt, she developed colon cancer when she was quite young, in her late 30s, and she actually died my freshman year of medical school, my first year of medical school. And so um, I, I get really sad when I think about that. She never saw me graduate from medical school, even though she was my inspiration. But I do believe that she's watching over me and helping me. And I think that she's part of the reason that I discovered a plant-based diet. Because as we know now, there is an advantage. There's a decreased risk of colon cancer with a high fiber diet and a plant-based diet may be something that decreases the risk for a lot of people that are at risk for that. So fast forward um, to when I was school age. One of the um, things about me, I, I was raised in Texas with my mom and my first stepdad, and I didn't have a very healthy diet. I ate a lot of junk food. Um, well, I didn't really probably think it was junk food at the time, but my one of my favorite meals was Cinnamon Toast Crunch or Cap'n Crunch cereal with whole milk and more than one bowl usually and a lot of toast with butter and sugar and cinnamon and a lot of those kinds of foods. So I was a chubby kid and my family in Panama, I think they got a little bit concerned for that because my grandmother... Um, really wanted to make sure that I had a good life and I presented myself well. And so, you know, the little comment started about you need to eat less and you have such a pretty face and all those kinds of things. And so I actually ended up going on my first diet when I was around eight or nine years old. And because I'm a perfectionist and um, somebody that likes to please authority, when I had success with that first diet, it it was something that was a little bit of addictive. So, but as we all know, restriction can often lead to overeating and binging. And I didn't know anything about nutrition then. I just knew that I needed to eat less and I probably didn't do it in the best way. So that started a lifetime of yo-yo dieting, gaining weight back, and eventually I actually developed a binge eating disorder. And as I got older, I learned more about nutrition, I got more health conscious, but I had already had a little bit of a habit of overeating and binge eating, emotional eating and habitual overeating. And as I went through my training, that got harder and harder. So college and then med school and then residency, sleep deprivation, stress, trying to juggle all of that with family and all of those commitments, I developed a pretty severe binge eating disorder. And this is one of those things that I kind of struggled in silence. People don't really talk about that. They may talk about other addictions or um, issues, but nobody really talks that much about binge eating. And it's an area that has a lot of shame around it. And I felt very ashamed and I struggled. And being a very type A person that likes to fix problems and likes to improve myself, I looked and looked and looked and I felt so frustrated. I felt like I just couldn't stop and I would you know, eat and I would hide and eat and eat in the evenings when the kids were asleep. And I really um, felt like um, I just couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I couldn't make it go away. And I was just really frustrated. Thankfully, I read a book called Brain Over Binge. And I also found a life coach that specialized in people that had binge eating and overeating and those kinds of things. And that really helped stop my binging, which was a miracle. 
Soon after that, I happened to read a book called Born to Run by Christopher McDougall. I had just started long distance running at that time and I was really into it and really loved it. And I picked up this book and in that book, he talks about the Tarahumara Indians, which is an Indian tribe in Mexico that they love to run. Part of their culture is running, but they also subsist on a mostly plant-based diet just because they live out in the desert and that's what they have access to or had in the past. In the book, they also talk about a um, pretty famous vegan ultra-marathoner, Scott Jurek, who's, run, who's won a lot of races and now does some public speaking. And he's also written a book called Eat and Run. Well, as I was reading this story, I just got really curious and a light bulb went off in my head. And I, I feel like it was divine intervention. And I just got the thought, well, I don't know. I I just want to try this for 30 days and see how it goes. I, I want to try a plant-based diet. I didn't tell anybody because at the time I thought, oh, this is kind of strange and extreme and it's probably not sustainable. And I'm just going to experiment just for fun to see how I feel. At the time, it was mostly because I wanted to become a better runner and I wanted to see if it helped my running. So my plan was just to try it for 30 days and do it really simply. Now, as a Panamanian, it didn't seem like it would be that hard for me because I love rice and beans and I know that it's delicious and filling. So my plan was just peanut butter, a whole wheat peanut butter toast for breakfast and then pretty much rice and beans and veggies or some variation for lunch and dinner. What's amazing is that within a few days, something completely, completely unexpected happened that I wasn't even anticipating. I cured my lifelong chronic constipation. This may not seem like a big deal, but I was under the impression that my constipation was genetic. Everybody in my family, my mom's side of the family, tends to suffer with it and I even needed to use Miralax pretty regularly to go to the bathroom. If I didn't, sometimes I would only go once a week and my tummy would always be kind of uncomfortable and feel heavy and kind of this vague pain, you know, like dull discomfort and it just feels awful. Um, so I just thought I would struggle with that for the rest of my life and use Miralax and, you know, drink lots of water. And I was mostly eating, trying to eat a healthy diet at that point, but it was still standard American diet, healthy diet. So that my constipation was cured within a few days to me was amazing. And I felt so good. Even that by itself was enough of a reason. But the other thing that happened is that I started to feel more stable in my brain. I am a very high energy person. I I'm one of those people that tends to have highs and lows. That's just how my personality is. But I felt that the curves became more gentle. Like it wasn't like this extreme up and down. I felt less anxious, happier, of course, more energy. And I was just really, really surprised. Of course, I didn't really feel like I was deprived of any food. You know, I felt like I was eating sufficiently and felt satisfied. So that was pretty easy. And then by the end of the month, I also lost 12 pounds effortlessly. And this is coming from somebody who yo-yo dieted, restricted, did extreme things to try to lose weight. And I was like, wow, this is interesting. Of course, during that month, because I became curious with these 
very quick effects um, in my diet. I read Diet for a New America. I read The Kind Diet. And I also watched documentaries like Forks Over Knives, Earthlings, and The Cove. And after I learned all of these things, not just the health benefits, but the benefits to the earth and to the animals, by the end of my 30-day experiment, there was no going back. So I decided this is it. And then the next question is, what am I going to do with my family? So at that point, I was already married and I had two children. At that point, they were 18 months and six years old. And I wasn't so quick to jump and change their diet because I was a pediatrician and pediatricians are taught that kids need dairy for bones and at least two to three servings a day and that a well-rounded diet, a well-balanced diet includes all the food groups including meat. And so I wasn't sure. I didn't want to do something that would hurt my kids. And so I did research. I looked at the studies I could find. I looked at policy statements and recommendations and I couldn't believe what I found that by the end of that, I took a month to read what I could. And by the end of that, I determined that not only is it safe, it might be optimal. And that's when I went with confidence and I changed the diet of my children as well. There wasn't too much of an issue there because my youngest was youngest one was 18 months. And honestly, I had to force him to eat meat anyway. I used to have to grind it into his food. He doesn't naturally like it by nature. And I discovered he actually had a cow's milk protein sensitivity. So whenever he had milk and dairy, he was having bleeding in his stool. So when we changed him over, he got rid of his constipation and inflammation that he was having as well. And so that was a big benefit. And my oldest one, he's not picky, um, and it just it just was pretty easy. And I was also married, and like I said before, I have a wonderful husband who's very patient and understanding. And when I explained everything to him, he um, he said, "Fine, let's do it. I'm fine with you changing over the household." At the beginning, he was a little bit worried about the dairy, so he had his own cheese drawer in the fridge. And I said, I'm not going to buy it, but if you want to buy it, that's fine. Well, fortunately, my husband hates stepping foot in a grocery store. So I think for two weeks, there might have been some cheese and maybe like some deli meat in there. And that was it because after that, my husband thought it was way more painful to go to the grocery store <laughs> and get those extra things than to just eat what I made. And I'm a pretty good cook. And we had lots of fun at the beginning experimenting with all the things you can make in a plant-based and vegan way. Pretty much anything that you can eat standard American diet, you can make vegan. So if you want to change over just for ethics and environment, then it's really not that difficult. Once you get over your dairy cravings, you can make all kinds of creamy, delicious, decadent things. And uh, one of my first cookbooks that I got was Veganomicon, and I had way too much fun going through all the recipes, and I got by one of the authors. She has a Latin American cookbook called Viva Vegan, and man, it's just way too delicious. Actually, my stomach is growling even thinking about all those recipes. As And, and that was six years ago, and as the time has gone, my journey has evolved, and now I eat a mostly 
whole foods, plant-based diet, and I feel great. However, I know that it's not that easy for a lot of people, and even me personally, I'm not perfect. And there's things that I would like to improve in myself, um, my behaviors and my habits. And that's one of the reasons I started this podcast. So this podcast is focused on changing habits, forming habits, also on changing your behavior, so behavior formation, and on motivation, because there's lots of pieces to doing what you want to do and stopping doing what you don't want to do. It's not as easy for some people as just saying, I'm going to do this. Now, there are some unusual people in this world, and we hear success stories about them, and that's great. I'm super happy for them, but not everybody's going to be like that. So if you have difficulties, you want tips either to change yourself to a plant-based diet or to eat more healthfully within a plant-based diet or even to eat less so that you can shed excess fat if that is your goal, then this is a podcast for you. Now, this podcast is an experiment and really I was giddy with excitement to get it started just because it sounds really fun to me to have my own podcast and it's going to change. I'm going to be doing interviews, which I've already done some. So some of it's going to be interview style where I interview authors or experts in the area of habit formation or even just regular people that have made it work for them so that we can try to tease out why they were successful and how you can take those principles that they learned and apply it to your own life. I will also have some monologues because I read a ton and there's things that I get from my reading and research and education that I want to pass on to you because it's helped me and it could potentially help you. Like I said, I am far from perfect. There's things that I want to improve about myself and I know that everybody is different. We're all individuals. So something that works for me may not work for you. And so that's why I'm going to present things in different ways from different experts and hopefully you'll get something from it that you can apply to your own life. If you have recommendations or questions, please email me at veggiedoctor at veggiefitkids.com. Veggie doctor is spelled out V-E-G-G-I-E-D-O-C-T-O-R at veggiefitkids.com. I also keep a very active Facebook page called Veggie Fit Kids, so please look that up and a website, veggiefitkids.com. I'm planning to release these podcasts once a week, and my plan is to release them on Sunday. And also, if you enjoy this podcast and the subsequent podcasts after this, please leave me a rating because that helps other people find the podcast and also share it. And I would love to hear what you think, things that I can improve, things that you like, things that you want me to do better because I'm doing this for you, also for me, because I'm having lots of fun, but for you. So thank you so much for tuning in today. I feel just very grateful for you, and I feel very privileged to be able to do this. I hope that you have a plantastic day with much love and gratitude. Love, Yami.